Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I bet I can get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Monday to all you listeners out there today, guys. We uh, we have an interesting, interesting situation in the stock market right now, don't we? Uh, the economy and the world in general. And I, uh, you know, I... I haven't been around long enough doing this gig, this financial advising, this investment advice position career long enough to give anybody any real sound advice. But you know what's wild? Is neither are the people who are 85 years old who have lived through 10 of these. No one is capable of giving perfect, exact advice. There are too many variables. And if you work with a financial advisor who says that they know exactly what to do, or this is how you should be uh, allocated or invested, they're lying to you. Okay. They're lying to you. Nobody knows. The best thing to do is to gauge your risk tolerance and think about the world. And what I mean by that is think about the bigger picture. Okay, every single time there's been a market recession or a market crash or war, everybody, everybody everywhere has been like, this is different. This is a different time in history. You know, it wasn't the same as World War II. Oh, this isn't the same as 2008. Every single time that happens, guys, every single one is different than the past one. There is no right answer. And I'm going on a rant now, I know, but I want to read the news and then I just want to give you guys my opinion. Okay, and that's why you guys are here. You guys are here to hear my quote-unquote professional opinion about stuff. And just to give you, before we jump into the news, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about my client's money. I'm not worried about my money. And I'm not worried about your money. The biggest thing that I'm worried about is people's emotional attachment to things that are happening in the world, to world events. And I think that that is probably 95% of my job is emotional counseling through investment management because it's terrifying. You're investing your life savings. You're investing inheritance that, you know, your grandfather worked, I don't know, 60 years to create for his family, a legacy, quote unquote. Look, you have to take it day by day. And I'll give you guys my opinion here. I do want to read the news just because we do have uh, some Fed hikes coming in uh, and then we'll get right into it. So a little bit different episode excuse me, a little bit of a different episode today than usual. No quote of the day. Um, we're just going to get you the news and then I'm going to give you my opinion on stuff. All right. I think that that's, I think it's needed right now with how <laughs> negative things are in the world. Okay. So what is happening? It is 9, 19, 22, uh, 2022. And let's see, where's my news? Sorry guys. Give me a second. All right. Here are my, here are my notes here. Okay. U.S. stock futures are falling ahead of this week's two-day policy meeting of the Federal Reserve, at which it is widely expected to hike interest rates by 75 basis points. Uh, 75 basis points, guys, is just uh, 0.75%. So if they say 100 basis points, that's 1%. Okay. Stocks had finished sharply lower on Friday, tumbling to two-month lows in the wake of an earnings warning from FedEx. That sent its shares down over 21%. The Dow fell 0.5%. The S&P lost 0.7%. And the NASDAQ dropped 0.9% for the week. 
The Dow lost 4.1%, the S&P fell 4.8%, and the NASDAQ shed over 5%. Treasury yields retreated. The yield on the 10-year Treasury note is 3.49%. Crude oil prices are lower amid concerns about global demand, with the price of light sweet crude below $83 a barrel. Uh, You guys remember when that was over 100 about two, three months ago? So I guess that's a positive, right? Uh, in Europe, stocks are lower, with the Europe stock 600 down about 1%. In China, the Shanghai Composite slid 0.3%. The Hang Seng fell over 1%. In Japan, the Nikkei was down over 1%. And again, I still don't know how to pronounce that. It's N-I-K-K-E-I. I think it's Nikkei. I, I, I don't know. Uh, cryptocurrency prices are also under pressure to start the week, with the price of Bitcoin below 19000 down about 6%. The price of Ethereum is down 5.7% at 1300 Later this morning, the National Association of Home Builders, NAHB, will release its housing market index for September. Economists expect the index to continue to decline, um, to decline amid a broad slowdown in the U.S. housing market. Sorry about that. Among companies reporting earnings this week are AutoZone, Costco, Darden Restaurants, General Mills, and Lennar. Okay, let's see. What else? Oh, yeah, let me get into the Fed here. So, okay, just a brief on the news really quickly. Obviously, not exactly good stuff going on, uh, but we're going to get to my point of view on that in a second. Okay, global central banks are in tightening mode. This is the big story. Monetary policies will be in the spotlight this week with the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, and the Bank of Japan all scheduled to hold policy meetings and decide on interest rates. Sweden's central bank could be the first to act with an interest rate decision to hike rates by 75 basis points expected tomorrow. Remember, 75 basis points, 0.75%. The Fed is also widely expected to raise interest rates by 75 bips. The Fed has raised its benchmark federal funds rate by a cumulative 225 bips since March. In an effort to combat rising prices, as the right as the rate of influ- sorry as the rate of inflation has soared to 40-year highs in recent months, the Bank of England (BOE) will announce its interest rate decision on Thursday. It's expected to raise rates with inflation in the UK, currently the highest among the G7 countries and running at the fastest pace in 40 years. The Bank of England previously raised its key interest rates by 50 bips in August, pushing its benchmark rate to 1.75%. The Bank of Japan has been the outlier among developed countries, keeping interest rates at record lows. Inflation in Japan is among the lowest of developed countries. Also this week, central banks in the Philippines, Indonesia, and Taiwan are all expected to raise interest rates. Hikes are also expected by central banks in Switzerland and Norway. Okay. All right. Now that all the sad stuff is done. <laughs> uh, guys, it's so it's so heavy for me just because I, I I'm dealing with... Remember, so I have, I don't know how many clients I have, maybe 60 at this point, but at my previous firm, we had 10,000, I don't know. And I was sort of like the, I mean, I met with 20, 30 people a week, maybe sometimes, maybe, maybe not that many, but multiple times a day, I'm either, if they're, if they were really good clients or long-term clients, I would drive out to their house. So like basically all day, I'm just dealing with people and talking to them about their money, which I love, but it gets emotionally draining because nobody cares about money, about nobody cares about your money more than you, right? Like doesn't matter if it's me or if it's your kids or no, nobody else does because you put in the work to get it. And so what, one of the things that I try to pride myself on is, you know, nobody cares about your money more than you, but I want to earn the right to be second. And 
I get an emotional attachment to this process with clients. And when the markets are like they are now, uh, it's extremely draining. Like it emotionally drains me. And I have to constantly bring myself back to center and remember, look, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And people who want sprint results during a marathon never even finish the marathon. Think about that. If you're constantly looking for these short lottery winning type returns, you're, you, you will never, ever really reap the benefit of compound interest, long-term investing. You just won't. You just will not. And you'll burn out. You'll just be like, I don't want to do it. And then 30 years from now, or we'll just use the marathon, 26 years from now, right? I think a marathon's 26.2 miles, I think. Maybe 26.3. Anyways, 26 years from now, the people who ran at a 12-minute pace, you know, they finished the race. Okay, they are well retired. Okay, they are they're taken care of. They did exactly what they were supposed to. But the people who tried to sprint the whole time, I mean, it's gonna take them 40 years, right, to get where it took someone 26. And it's just I, obviously that's maybe not the best example, but that's how I think about it. And I want you guys to think about it like that too. This is nothing new. This is going to happen again in 5, 10, 15 years. These cycles happen. And this is obviously, you know, this isn't advice. If you guys want specific advice for your situation, you got to set up a meeting, right? I have to say that because the SEC needs, I need to keep my fiduciary hat on at all times. So this is not advice. It's just my opinion. But what are we, what we're seeing here? is it's cyclical. I mean, for COVID, we put, we threw out billions and billions of dollars that we just created, right? Obviously, there's going to be repercussions to this, but there are a lot of silver linings. The first silver lining that I I want everybody to keep in their mind that the world's best investor, Warren Buffett, his thought process is, eh, I don't know what the stock market's going to be right now, but I know in 20 years, it'll be higher. Okay, that is the world's best investors thought. I just that that really grounds me when I hear that. So there he's basically saying, hey, look, obviously there's going to be some issues right now, but it's going to be higher later on in life. And if we look at it like that, then we can have a really good perspective of investing and putting money in the stock market right now. It's like buying something on sale. Okay, I don't know how low it's going to go. When I speak to my clients, my sentiment is it's probably not going to go below 3,600 using the S&P 500. I think it's at like 3,850 right now. Uh, My sentiment is it's not going to go below that. And also, I think that next year, we're going to have a 10 or 15% good year. I think we're going to be in the green 10 or 15%. Historically, uh, the years after midterm elections, uh, the year that we have a midterm election, it's almost always bad. Almost historically, it's always bad. But the year after, I think the average is like 15% return in the green. So, I mean, that's obviously past performance doesn't indicate future performance, but that's a positive to think on. And my my main thing with the clients that I speak with, uh, and not all of you are clients, which is fine. That's that's not a big deal to me. I, I would I want to help you. That's why I do this podcast anyways. I want you to be able to... To do it yourself. All, not all my clients like investing. Like they have money and they want to invest, but they don't want to do it themselves. That's where I provide value. But uh, what I would say everybody should do is you should have three to six months 
if you have a family, probably six to 12 months of savings, of expenses ready to go. Like that should be your priority in cash, right? Or maybe it's not cash, but it's in something that you can get within at most 72 hours. 24 is ideal. Um, but if you have a year's worth or six months or three months, you're already in better shape than everybody who's living paycheck to paycheck. Okay. And you're able to weather the storm. I think it's only been maybe two times in the last a hundred years of the stock market, maybe 150. I can't remember the exact dates, but it's, it's only been one time that it's taken more than 18 months for the market to correct itself and go higher. So let me say that again. There's only been one time in the last, again, I don't know, 150 years of the stock market where it's taken more than 18 months for the stock market to rebound and go higher. Okay. And that time was the Great Depression. Okay. The Great Depression, we're not in the Great Depression. <laughs> we, we just aren't. Uh, the Great Depression companies weren't making money. There was, uh, there was a whole bunch of issues with people not being able to get work. And that the situ that's it's just not the same situation. So whatever happens, even if there is a market crash, we are in such a more advanced situation as far as technology and just modernization of things and systems, infrastructure, that I don't see it happening. I don't see us going into a great depression. Okay, so I want that sentiment to just leave the window, right? Just leave the room. Stay positive about stuff. If you have your ducks in a row, you have an emergency fund, you have a job, okay, you, you, everybody needs a job right now. You need to have income coming in. You need to live below your means and you need to invest. Okay, you need, need, need to invest. There is no excuse for people who don't invest. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's real estate. I don't care if it's gold. I don't care if it's Pokemon cards. You need to be putting your money in something that one, you believe in, and two, it has a track record. It doesn't have to be a perfect track record, but it has to be something of improvement. What I mean by that is of growth. And I, that's what people like me do. If you don't have a financial advisor, get one. Or spend the time to do it yourself. Read. Read Investopedia. Read Kiplinger. Uh, read Market Timer. Bob Brinker is a great great um, investment manager. He's very old now, but his process is just ETFs, mutual funds, and uh, the stock market, the total stock market. I mean, that that right there is 99% of people will be taken care of if they just followed those few things. Um, but that's it, guys. So we'll, I'm going to be uh, back on the pod a lot more here, uh, focusing on some like real the economic news, the stock market, etc., it's going to be a bumpy road. But again, I have a positive outlook and I want you guys to have one too, okay? If something really, really happened, like like say there was a nuclear bomb went off or there was a war um, or just, I, I don't know. Alex Jones is right about some conspiracy theories. I don't know. If something like that happened, your money would not be the most important thing to you, okay? It's probably water. It's probably your family. So I want people to... Just ground themselves, be rational, okay, and be forward thinking. Don't forget the moment, you know, be in the moment. I would say um, plan for the worst, expect the best. And that's what investing is. That's all it is. All right, guys, that's it for today. I will see you later this week. As always, invest early, invest often. I'll talk to you soon.